0: Well, good afternoon. It is a dreary Thursday, April 18, 2018, April 19, 2018, pardon me. With uh, the rain pouring down, or at least coming down in a steady shower. But April showers bring May flowers, and my friends, if it ain't raining, we ain't stinking training, yes, yes. So we have to be able to navigate and operate in all conditions, in every climb and place. That is the idea. So I'm about to go invade Walmart here. And first thing you need to remember is that uh, when you pull into a Walmart shopping center, you need to have your wits about you. You need to have your friggin' head on a swivel. Here I am. I'm parked in the far reaches of the parking lot as I peer scope out, do a little visual reconnaissance of that uh, entrance point, you want to park as far away from the main entrance as possible, because everybody's going to try to vie over those, um, those parking spots that are right up near the front, naturally, it's a lazy american thing to do right just maybe 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 not even just an american thing maybe it's a just a human quality we're always trying to take the path the path of least resistance but not dr drill damn it you gotta park in the far reaches you gotta park as close to you can as you can to a curb maybe with some overhead cover in the form of one of these landscaping trees here Uh, and you don't want any opportunity for a cart to come your way maybe propelled by a gust of wind, or some dirt bag in a beater car, scrape your, uh, your shiny Dodge Ram, or get into an altercation, also it's good to have some, uh, standoff distance from the front door, because, uh, PT, PT is good for you and good for me, all right, burning some calories, getting some steps in, and be able to, uh, foresee any obstacles as you approach that main Entrance. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to talk about friendship today, but first I'm going to go in and get some ink <clears throat> and get some other nonsensicals uh, in Walmart, and I'm going to come back out, and tell you about some of my adventures. now we're going to talk about friendship. And friendship, as you will, as I will remind you, it is the stuff. Stand by. <laughs> All right, back from my little jaunt into Walmart here. No altercations or drama, which, you know, I don't know if I should be happy or sad about that. I did see a uh, an old man with an Abraham Lincoln hat, big freaking top hat, and a lot of lot of old-timers in there. Obviously, it's a good time of day to get in there before the freaks come out. And the freaks come out at night, oftentimes. There was a uh, minor argument underway at customer service, which probably is not out of the ordinary, I bet you those folks have some stories, huh? Uh, I did see that they have a flag at half-mast hanging over the entrance of Walmart, which, you know, that's Barbara Bush. And I'd like to thank R. Lee Ermey, that iconic uh, marine drill instructor from Full Metal Jacket. Barbara Bush, by all accounts, is an excellent person. And uh, may these individuals rest in peace. Freaking Arlie Army man, this dude did more for Marine Corps recruiting than any recruiter walking around their dress blues or freaking poster or movie or anything like that. This guy is just absolutely tremendous in that Full Metal Jacket role. The first half of that movie, where they're in recruit training in Paris Island, that's the shit right there. One last thing about Walmart at the cash register, nice gentleman, check me out. He checked out my items. He's probably checking me out too, you know what I'm saying? But, uh said, would you like to donate to your local food pantry? Well, you know, hell yeah, it would. I'd like to support all the worthwhile charities, most notably my uh, local food pantry, which would be Manna on Main Street. They've done untold, you know, tremendous things for our community, feeding the needy, helping people get on their feet. And supporting people who, who really need it, you know. We just finished our doing our um, 5K uh, race for hunger, shopping cart race, whole nine yards. Hey, listen to the pitter patter of our tiny feet. It's all about friggin' manna on Main Street. Needy people gonna eat. Can you hear our marching feet running down Main Street? So uh, yes, I want to support my local food pantry. However, I ain't doing that shit at the Walmart register. Uh, there's been way too much stuff out there about misappropriation of charitable funds, and I didn't donate. Felt like verging anus. Felt like a million eyes, a million Walmart eyes, like something out of a, the dark of a Scooby Doo cartoon, were peering at me from all points of the. Of the store, but I don't give a shit. I ain't giving, I ain't making a donation at the cash register, fucker. Okay, let's talk about friendship now. Friendship is the stuff, it is one of the things that makes life worth living. Solid relationships, timeless relationships among, between, Individuals. Quick story to grab your attention. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I'm at Healthy Balance Chiropractic, doing my work, practicing my trade. Had a little bit of time between patients, so I grabbed my tiki planter, which is this menacing-looking um, tiki carved out of pine, a pine log with a chainsaw, colored real nice, and then I got a like a grass clump of grass growing out of his head. So I hollow out the top of the the, um, the log, the tiki, and it's, I call it a tiki planter. Anyway, it's been uh, weathered, uh, wintered over very well inside the office, so I decided it was a halfway sunny day. I figured I'd carry it out and position him for the fair weather. So I walk out into the front of the building, and I hear a couple beeps, a sequence sequence of beeps, friendly beeps, you know, not like get out of my way, honking, honking traffic sort of shit, but like I'm trying to get your attention, friendly beeps, so I look over and this gray suburban is passing the office, pulls up in front of the office and rolls the window down, and this is none other than my friend, Slim Daddy Goodman. Talk about friendship. This guy and I go way back. He's got roots in the Dr. Drill organization. He's one of my, among my first participants in the course. He and his wife, his daughters, who are now college age, when they were little in the single digits, I think, they were training. Uh, It was early mornings with us. So Slim Daddy Goodman, he's got to be 6'5", 6'6", or more. Big guy, probably... I don't don't speak to his weight, but easily over 300 pounds. At one point in time, he had lost, and it looks like he still had kept a lot of it off. Uh, He lost probably 80 pounds or something like that over a a series of months. He's one of these guys that just, with some hard training and some disciplined eating, the weight melts off of him. He's got so many engines in the form of. Uh, a large frame, solid musculature. So this gentleman rolls that window down, and I see his face with a smile, and I'm like, I can't freaking believe it's Slim Daddy Goodman. Love this guy. I mean, he was my right-hand man for many years, and a good friend. Uh, we had many adventures, did mud runs, did all kinds of DDIP special events, and he... I can contribute a lot of my success to people like him. But I haven't seen him in several years. As I understand it, his girls were growing up, you know, know, sports and school and all this stuff. And just life took us in different directions as my family grew and his did. And we just lost a little bit of touch, you know. Periodically, I would see him. So not enough, certainly not enough. And when I saw him, man, my heart just exploded in the most positive sense. Looking at a friend, somebody who who I know and love and would really do anything for, is standing before me. So after a warm embrace, we took a little photo in front of the office and I distributed it on, on our Facebook page. Just one example of an awesome friggin' person and a great friend. Somebody that, you know i do anything for. So you think about the the categories that we have of friends and friendship. We have people that we grew up with back in the block. That'd be me and my buddy Chris and Rocco and Sean and Russell, you know, and Mana and Z and Jay and Mattias. These people, we were part of a gang, man. We grew up friggin' developing together, going to the same high schools, and grammar schools, and all this crap, the roots run deep, man, you see these people, of course I moved to state away, so I don't see them as often as I would like, the point being is, these people you go way back with, hopefully you can maintain some close contact with them, but all too often, you go off, you move away, or even if you live ten minutes away from one another, maybe you see each other at the store, and you kind of drift apart. Then get college friends, military friends, my Marine Corps buddies. Man, I've driven across state lines on more than a few occasions to see these guys and to uh, spend time with them to reminisce of our times back in the 90s when we were walking around the friggin' Carolina scrub brush clad in camouflage with ticks all over us, friggin' climbing up every orifice. Walk on the friggin' land with weaponry. All right? And the time that we had was so intense. You know, a lot of times our families, our families essentially were not with us. We were in our early, our late teens, early 20s, and we were a family. We were best friends. Even if we, under different circumstances, wouldn't want to have anything to do with one another. We had to rely upon one another. We were stuck in a fighting hole. A literal hole, a ditch in the ground that we had dug with these little fucking e tools or called entrenching tools. And they were designed for two men. The rough uh, dimensions of these holes were talking two foot in width by six foot in length, five, six foot deep, with a grenade sump at the bottom, so if a grenade rolled into your hole, you had a place to drop, a deeper hole, a little holy hole to drop it down so that it would blow up in the earth and not destroy you, blow you into smithereens. Anyway, you're stuck in there and it's raining and you're standing it you got standing water up to your knees. And your family and girlfriend and everything that you hold sacred and is America to you is hundreds of miles, maybe thousands of miles away. And what do you do? You commiserate. Yeah, what's going on? Oh yeah, me and my girlfriend, me and my um we're back where I'm from, we do this and so on and so forth. So we talk about where we're from, we you cultivate these relationships and before you know it the relationships back home pale in comparison to those forged in a fighting hole or walking around in the dark in the woods on patrol or sailing across the friggin Mediterranean on a huge gray metal naval vessel and that, so those friendships are very concentrated And they're very strong, very special. Then you get out, you grow up, you start a family. Maybe you you got your job, you run a business like I do. And I have a lot of friends. A lot of people who I interact with on a regular basis I know and I love. But it's a different type of friendship. It's one that has different needs altogether. The time together is... Because we have so much else going on, so many other commitments and other elements in our lives, the time that we spend together isn't always the most quality. And of course we have our families to tend to, we have kids to get home to, and they are our priority. So we don't get to really get to know people and invest as much time as we could in friendship. So, it's a tremendous thing. There's there's a quote that I'm fond of. To have a friend, all you have to do is be a friend. You know, I heard it was from some one of these books that I read. One of these hyper intellectual books that I get involved in, and then they're so friggin' dry that I have to put them down and maybe return to them. Maybe return to them someday. But it said, "This is what caught my attention." As an adult when polled, adults would say that they, they might have, when asked whether, you know, how many close friends that they have? When polled, how many close friends do you have? A lot of people said none. (laughs) You know? Or maybe one, maybe two. But the vast majority of people said that they had very few friends. Genuine, what they would, um, if they would say would be a, a solid, true, nourishing friendship. And that sucks, man, because we can never be too old to cultivate friendship. Hell, I got people that I interact with online in a chainsaw carver community, you know, on Facebook, and talking about our, the art that we produce, and you, know, you, learn, you learn about people. And there can be uh, solid relationships formed online. Hence, there's a lot of people doing online dating and stuff like that. It's a, the comfort zone is, is a lot different. It seems to work for a lot of people. Anyway, listen, if, you're, if you are listening to this podcast, chances are you care enough about me You spent enough time with me to consider me a friend, and once again, to have a friend, all you got to do is be a friend. I'm willing to be everybody's friend. Um, I embrace you all. I do anything for you. It is a back and forth that has to be easy—not not not necessarily easy—but there has to be a balance between giving and taking in a friendship. Obviously, some friends notoriously take too much. And then there could be bad blood. I ain't, I ain't got time for that bullshit. All right, we've all experienced that from whatever whatever side of the fence. I think we can all say with certainty that to have a lasting friendship, you're going to have to give and take. And there has to be a balance at all times. So go out there and make some friends, you buttlicks. <laughs>